give you his peace. Welcome. Um, the very, very end of the cold, so don't worry. And uh, my name's Father Luke. There's two Father Lukes. I'm the older one. And uh, it's great to have you here, so welcome, everybody. Um, I used to live here. This was a friary before it was a convent. Well, it was a friary, then a convent, then a friary, and now it's a convent again. <laughs> so a lot of great memories. Um, I used to be a come and see uh, here and uh, as well. More about that in a minute. Um, the readings today at Mass focus on the person of St. John the Baptist. And uh, as we're going through the season of Advent, we're, we're kind of, the liturgy of the church is giving us a summary of all of the prophecies of the Old Testament, which led up to the coming of Jesus as the Messiah. And uh, John, John the Baptist stands as a really important piece of that whole thing. Um, in some ways, he belongs to the Old Testament. You know, all of those th prophecies and all the events, all the things that had happened kind of come together in him, you know, as a person. And in another way, he kind of belongs to the New Testament. Well, he is in the New Testament, but, you know, as the precursor, as the cousin of Jesus, the precursor, six months older than Jesus, sanctified by the Holy Spirit in the womb of his mother, through the ministry of Jesus, who was one week old in the womb of his mother, the visitation. But in some ways, he's this kind of person who brings brings it all together. You know, Old Testament, New Testament, and the immediate, like the dawn that is announcing the rising of the sun. That's how the church fathers saw him. So really a great, a great uh, person. And uh, how he and his, his very identity brings it all together. All, all of that stuff, all of the prophecies, all of that. And, um, and so that being said, I was thinking, what if uh, there wasn't, uh, what if John the Baptist had not come? You know, uh, it would have been, uh, well, it would have been quite different. You can imagine that all of the various and different events and prophecies from the Old Testament kind of just, you know, it would have it would have been a little bit uh, helter skelter, you know. It, but it's the coming of John that, in some ways, pulls it all together, makes sense of it all, and uh, as he announces the coming of Jesus, who really fulfills all of those prophecies. So, if it wasn't for John, it would have just been this random kind of collection of like sayings and events, and like it would have been hard to kind of pull it all together. And uh, I say that because I think I'd like to extend that idea to each one of us in our own vocations. Um, when you find your vocation, your, the plan of God for your life, what happens is it pulls it all together. It pulls it all together. You know, all the things you've been through, all the details of your own life from, you know, time you were in your mother's womb until now, until, you know, whenever, it, it, uh, the random events and situations, you know, as you look back in your own spiritual journey, particularly, you know, it, it, uh, it could, and for many people, it, it's just a collection of random things, you know, but it's when you find your vocation that it all comes together. It all, you know, all of a sudden, as you look back in your memory, the things you've been through, little signs along the way that God sent to kind of direct you. It all, boom, it kind of makes sense. It all comes together. 
And that's the plan of God for our life. So uh, just a little story on how that happened for me. Um, I, I had, you know, looking back, there were a lot of profound and funny things that happened that kind of helped push me towards God's plan for my life. And um, part of that had to do with dating when I was younger. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't have any normal dating stories, you know. <laughs> and uh, so my, my very first date was I got suckered into a blind date, which is such a bad idea. Now remember, there's no cell phones or internet in these days, okay? That's how old I was. And I had a, I had a friend, T, his name was T, and we had just gotten our driver's license, which is such a great moment, you know? And uh, so he had met this girl from another school, and there was gonna be a dance, but, you know, we need, you know, he needed a friend to come because her friend was going to come. So I was dating, I was going to bring this girl I'd never met before who was the friend of this girl of, of T. Okay. So we go and we, we get to the house of the girl he's taking and her parents treated this. We were like 16. Okay. They treated it like it was a wedding. It was like really over the top with like, they had hired a photographer. <laughs> You know, and I, I had this inkling like, whoa, you know, it just, you're just feeling like uh, overwhelmed and, and awkward and embarrassed and, you know, like, and there's these like formal pictures being taken and everything. And so I was like, whoa, okay, that's bad. So, but it just got worse. So then we get to the house of the girl that I've never met, this girl that I'm taking, her name was Darla, and her whole family is there. Like they invited the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents, you know, and I'm there and her dad was drunk and he had a big, one of those big uh, camcorders, you know, and before the cell phone, there was these big kind of crazy things you put on your shoulder and he was videoing it. So there's a video of this, the 16 year old me mortified and they're all there and they're making jokes and they're teasing this girl. And then and at one point, her dad made this really hysterical, really inappropriate joke. And, and then, you know, I just remember just wanting to die. And so we finally get her and then we go to the dance. This is their school. This is a different school. As soon as we get there, these two girls leave us in the corner and go and hang out with their friends the whole night. So we just sat there like by ourselves and for like, I don't know how long we were there, like an hour or two. The conversation was just like, how did this happen? You know, what have we got? You know, and then we were like, can we just leave them? You know, and and, uh, and so I we actually never saw them again. You know, that was the first and only date with them. So I do play, pray for Darla. I don't know. She's listening to this on the internet right now. God bless you. Um, but. That, that was my, my first, like, kind of formal date, you know, and uh, my, my first venture into the possibility of discerning marriage. And, uh, you know, started having inklings, maybe, you know, it's not for me. <laughs> you know? So that was just one, one story, one piece of, my, of what happened to me, you know, on my journey. And uh, anyways, I tell you that because it's hysterical but also because um, God uses everything.
God uses everything, all the things that you've been through, even sometimes things that are painful or difficult, you know, and things that maybe at the moment that it's happening, it's like feels terrible or it's embarrassing or, you know, you're not even sure what it's all about. You give it time. It'll make sense in time. You know, God uses everything. God uses everything. And uh, ultimately, the thing uh, that pulls together and makes sense of your whole story isn't, you know, uh, is an encounter with the person. You know, so when people have the vocation to get married, they see their spouse, you know, there's a sense of like, you complete me, you know, and that, that there's a complementarity there. And then this encounter with a person, and yes, I'm talking about love here, brings it all together and makes sense of it all. And uh, for those who have the vocation to religious life, that's what happens. That happened to me in this chapel. You know, I'm in college, I'm discerning, I'm visiting different monasteries, kind of like dating, you know, it was like, let's go on a date. You know, you spend a weekend at this monastery, that monastery. And I had a lot of friends who were telling me, you should see the CFRs in New York. And I was like, New York City, oh my goodness, you know, I'm from small town Indiana. Anybody else here from Indiana? That's too bad. Who's the vocation director around here? <laughs> Sister Claire, you're doing that again? Come on, she's from Ohio, so just over the border from Indiana. All right, same thing. Although you gotta wonder where the Midwest is. It's somewhere in there. All right, what was I talking about? Um, so anyways, I didn't wanna to come to New York City. And so I finally came here and it was here. This is where the come and see was. And I almost died, but that's another story. And within 24 hours of being here, I remember I was sitting maybe where you're sitting right there. And it just dawned on me, this is it. Just everything that was happening here with the friars and the charism and the way of life. And, and uh, I'd had beautiful experiences at other monasteries and other communities, but it wasn't until I got here that it all kind of came together and I met the friars and you know all the things that I was really passionate about kind of were all here in one community. And I just had this moment where I said, oh no, <laughs> it's here. You know, it's here. And it, it was like a lot of things just started, you know, kind of came together and started to make sense. And um, that was my vocation. And, you know, uh, the fruitfulness that God will give, even for those who have a celibate vocation, right? That's what Isaiah is talking about in Isaiah 54. That the woman who doesn't, <clears throat> you know, who's, how is it worded here? I need glasses. Something about... The, the, the wife with the husband is barren and the one, the other one is going to be very fruitful. So the early church fathers saw that in terms of the fruitfulness of uh, the celibate vocation. It's a spiritual fruitfulness. So as you pray, as you struggle, as you go through the story of your life, you know, open mind, open heart. And when you find your vocation, when God leads you to the person you'll marry or to the community you'll join, uh, it'll click. It'll all come together. You know, your heart will come alive. The whole story will make sense. And uh, there'll be an invitation there to say yes. And when that happens, my advice to you is say yes. Amen. Amen.